Brighton Talk Sex, the sex education we never had at school. You're listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Sponsored by She Said Boutique, bringing to you the finest selection of designer lingerie, burlesque fashion, adult toys, and erotica. So um, I've just spent the afternoon with Damon, um, tied up, literally, um, <laughs> in a method. Would you call it a method? Style, I'd In a say. style <laughs> um, called um, Shibari. So, um, Damon, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, what yes, Shibari is? Uh, yeah, Shibari, its other name is uh, Kimbaku. Uh, is basically Japanese rope bondage. Uh, so it's a very re- uh, ritualistic uh, way of tying up, as most things Japanese are quite ri- ritualistic in the way they do it. Their tea ceremonies, the way they cram people onto trains, it sort of is very much, uh, they have rituals and they have uh, ways of doing things. So Shibari um, actually came from the samurai uh, warriors mm-hmm. uh, when they weren't fighting wars because when a samurai fights a war they tend to kill their opponents but when they weren't fighting wars the samurai basically work as uh, peacekeepers as the police force so when they captured someone they had to have a way to restrain them so they developed this uh, way of tying up um, to basically restrain a prisoner when they were captured um, This then developed into an art form and my understanding is that this would then appear in plays that were being done by travelling actors. Then they discovered that actually most people weren't coming to see the play, they were actually coming to see a beautiful woman being tied up. So it then became an art form in its own right. So Mm. somebody would uh, demonstrate their skills in... Uh, tying up, I say tying, uh, binding um, a beautiful woman, suspending her from ropes and having everybody admire the beauty of their ropes, the beauty of the feminine form that had just been uh, tied up. Uh, The reason I say uh, binding rather than tying, because the tradition within Shibari is that you don't actually use knots. Um, Shibari is actually all about using friction so that the ropes run over each other and Mm -hmm. then bite together. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of modern Western Shibari does, people do teach knots, but actually the traditional Japanese form would be using bindings. And in fact, if a samurai warrior tied up another samurai warrior, if he used a knot, that was felt as being dishonouring. Uh, mm. because you weren't trusting that the samurai would give his word that he wasn't going to escape once he'd been captured and tied um, or bound. Um, so, yes, tradi- true traditional shibari mm. should not actually use any knots. Now, when is I... This, sorry, is this how it differs to bondage then? Is, does bondage is, use yeah, knots? Bondage... Um, I haven't been tonned up yeah. <laughs> bondage-wise, so I'm just curious. Bondage would just be tying up in some way. So, yeah, you would be free to do anything uh, you mm-hmm. like. Shibari, if you're doing true shibari or true kimbaku, is 
without um without using knots mm. um although there i say there are plenty of people who uh would disagree with that who now mm. actually use knots and i will have to say that um there is one tie that i do which is um the start where you're just tying around a single limb i do use a knot and that is actually for safety um so the rope is wrapped round, it's then wrapped back on itself and that is then tied off mm. in such a way that it means that even if I pull hard on the rope, that rope will never get any tighter. Mm. Because as you can imagine, when you're tying two limbs together, there's always um, blood flow able to go uh, through the limb because you've got mm. two limbs. When you've only got a rope around a single limb, you have to be very careful that if you get it too tight, you can cut off the blood supply to a limb and mm. that can have consequences later on so yes mm. for safety's sake if i'm uh tying around just a single limb i do use a knot because mm. i don't want to injure the person that uh, i'm tying yeah, up safety is very important i mean i'd like to reflect at some point on my experience this afternoon but yeah. you know beyond that what is the difference apart from shibari looking so beautiful in its art form, what is the difference between shibari and our, what we know as bondage in society? Um, bondage, <clears throat> personally, and again, it's my personal opinion and what I've gained from talking to people uh, who also are in the BDSM world, I would say bondage is probably purely sexual. So it's mm. purely done for sexual gratification. It's purely done as part of a sex act, not necessarily a sex involving any sort of penetration or anything like that, but it is done as part of... Like a getting off. Yeah, like a getting off. Mm. Um, and shibari can be used that way. Uh, and I do use shibari in that way, uh, either maybe with a partner <clears throat> or maybe with a client that is looking for that side of things. But because mm. of its ritualistic uh, nature, it can be used for so much, so much more. It can be. I use it as a meditation, mm -hmm. so that I will then tie incredibly slowly, and I'm meditating as I'm tying, and the person uh, being tied can go into a very meditative state. Mm. Um, it can be used as a way to take control, and that's another aspect that I, I use uh, I do martial arts and the martial art I specialise in is jujitsu jujitsu also comes from uh, the samurai warriors it's uh, the art they learnt uh, how to defend themselves when they had lost their weapons mm. so how to protect yourself against somebody attacking you with a sword when you don't have a sword um, so really jujitsu is a, a sort of almost like a cousin art I see it to mm. shibari so I use those skills and I use the shibari skills really to take someone's power from them and allow them to really um, submit to themselves, really to submit to the experience mm. by the fact that I am taking full control. Uh, yeah. they have no control in the situation. Mm -hmm. And some, some of my clients like to resist and like to fight and like to be fully 
overpowered. So you're encouraging the passive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's taking away, <clears throat> uh, taking away the active, so mm -hmm. that they end up in the passive. Once the ropes are on, they they and then they can totally uh, submit to uh, and surrender to the experience. Mm. Um, so yes, I would say that's how it, it differs from sort of normal bondage where you're tied up with uh, bondage tape or rope or cable ties all of these other things um, so it sounds like this could be a form of healing then and, and have you experienced um working with people where it has become a a healing space where it's offered a, a healing very very much so um there was somebody i worked with a, a few years ago who and i as i say i never claimed to uh be an expert in trauma or anything like that but mm. actually she found that a lot of her childhood stuff that she'd been through was able to come up and she was able to use the ropes as a way to uh heal herself and lots of people say that um they feel very peaceful uh, when mm. they're being tied and that allows them to go deeper within themselves to explore uh, new experiences and to go through a very healing healing process mm. um, I strongly believe there is power within the ropes and that is able to help people to go mm. through uh, a healing journey um, and I very much encourage uh, encourage that so yeah. Uh, yeah. it's strange I really felt that in the ropes mm -hmm. not not you know in your presence but in the ropes as well i felt um really really safe and contained um and it, it was meditative but it was a strange feeling that i could slip even further into my own skin mm -hmm. and into my own body it, just because from being held like that in that safe containment so um, yeah, I can see what you're saying about the way the ropes work and the power they hold for something to either come up and release or in integrate. That's what it felt like, an integration. Um, yes. Um, for me personally. Uh, lots of people have <clears throat> uh, that I've tied have uh, described it in that way very much, that they're contained, that they're held. Mm. Um I felt like I was coming together. That's, yes. Yeah. It's really... Um, um, I know there are places now you can go and you can be bound up in blankets and it's actually something that actually humans... Oh, my babies. Very, yes. Um, so, yes, the ropes are, again, doing doing that mm. job. Mm. Um, it does mean that I, I have to be very careful. I have to be uh, watching somebody that I'm working with because... Mm -hmm. Again, sometimes when you go into that state, it can trigger uh, stuff from your past. Um, and I'm very conscious of um, what's happening to the person as they're being tied. But uh, yeah, most people find it as a very relaxing, uh, very contained, um, very special place to be. Um, mm. They can really surrender to themselves, really surrender to the experience and allow themselves to go to a different place, allow themselves mm. to um, experience the world in a different way when, they're, mm. when they can't move. It certainly felt, 
it didn't feel kinky to me, let's say. <laughs> like, it felt there was an eroticism about it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, for me, it wasn't like full on for fuck me kink. <laughs> it, yeah, it was uh, gentle. It, yeah. It, yeah, I suppose maybe it tastes different every time you go, you have a session. That's... It does. And because you had never been tied before, mm. I always, the first tie I do is uh, always very gentle. Uh, allows you to experience that doesn't mean it can't go to the uh, fuck me now uh, (laughs) kink side of things Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes and I really enjoy doing that tie especially with somebody who's never experienced it before because uh, the full body bind where your whole body is held together Mm. uh, and pulled together so your limbs are pulled together your legs are pulled together your arms are pulled together um and you're constrained by the ropes, is very peaceful, Mm. does allow, and actually is very protective because your legs are held together. um, Although your genitals are there, they are sort of closed off. uh, I think Mm. somebody described it as, so it allows that feeling of safety that not too much can happen because my legs are so tightly held together. So it allows mm. a feeling of safety, uh, mm. especially for somebody's first tie. And in fact, I have uh, another tie that I can do for people where the legs are pulled right open. And I, I mm. describe it as an exposing uh, tie because you are basically tied up with your legs wider part you're more vulnerable Mm. but I will never do that first time with somebody because Mm. um you have to feel your way into Mm. um you didn't offer that one I didn't no I never (laughs) offered it first time I'm joking I might have gone for it uh, yeah we can always do it again in the future (laughs) but uh but yes that's why I sort of I start with that tie because it Mm. allows that feeling of safety then we can move on to more vulnerable ties where mm-hmm. you are more exposed. But uh, again, when I'm working with a client for the very first time, I mm. have to build up uh, a feeling of trust uh, of in me. Mm. Um, one of the things that actually a lot of people have said when they've worked with me, when I that they feel very safe straight away because mm-hmm. of my personal presence. Um, when I first learnt Shibari, one of the first lessons um, I was taught was as you take away somebody's ability to move, you take on more responsibility mm. for that person. So if you were being tied up and then suddenly a, a fire broke out, I couldn't just run out and save myself. I have personally taken responsibility mm. to look after you. Mm. Um, so... Most people say, oh, yes, I feel very, very safe when you're tying me. And I think part of that is the fact I'm physically a big, strong guy. If a fire did grow up, uh, start, I could just throw you over my shoulder and run out the door with you. But even that in itself is a huge step for someone to completely hand themselves yes. over, which... As well, it's a complete surrender. It is. To you. Um, and sometimes when I've worked with people, uh, especially where they've been abused or they've had trauma in their past, I will mm. do the full body bind, but sometimes I will leave their arms mm. out. 
so they still have control of their arms so mm. that their body is bound mm. and their legs are bound so they can't run away but they could they still have their arms and then they feel again I feel safer because mm. their arms can still move um, and then slowly you can build up the trust and then later on they can then have their arms bound I together. I suppose it's also trust in self to be able to speak as a real dynamics of boundaries going on there so very no, much for so. trauma for example to be able to say no or stop or that you know i like that i don't like that yes um so there's, there's a lot more going on there than yes again with a, one of the reasons for doing such a simple uh tie although it is a tie that you can go very very deep when I'm working with somebody for the first time, I've got to be completely aware that sometimes people can go uh, so deep that they will struggle to say no or mm-hmm. may want to say no when, uh, or want to, they say yes when actually they want to say no mm-hmm. because they've gone into such an altered uh, state. So it's something that I have become very conscious and become actually... Um, quite good at spotting those sort of uh, mm. signs of maybe somebody isn't uh, fully aware of them. They're saying yes to something actually they don't want. And again, Your body is saying something different yes, to the mouth. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and I will always err, err on the side of caution. You can always untie somebody and then retie them mm. up again if they actually you untie them and said, No, 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 I really wanted you to do that. Okay, yes, right, let's start mm. again and we can, uh, mm. uh, we can go through that again. But mm. uh, yeah, it's. Um, so, um, you did the Brighton Talk Sex. I did. Evening, which was um, wonderful to have you. Um, but we've spoken so far very much, this is an individual thing. You shared a story about a couple yes. that you worked with. So you tied the couple up together. And I just wondered whether you would mind sharing that again. Because, I don't know, it touched my heart, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a couple I worked with a couple of years ago. Um, they... I think in a way it's a little bit cliched. Uh, they had a beautiful life, a beautiful home. Uh, they live way out down in the countryside, but he worked up in London, had a very successful job. He would go up to London on a Monday. He would come home on Thursday, Friday, sometimes the Saturday. And over the years that they were married, she slowly got bored of, never seeing her husband sex life slowly deteriorated to the point of them not having sex and she found herself uh, a lover for a while Mm. Uh, of course when this came out there was the normal big blowout but they actually decided that they weren't going to separate straight away and that they would he understood that with her it was really a cry for I'm bored I'm lonely I don't like this lifestyle and they decided to give it another go Um, and she had been talking to uh, a friend of hers who lived in London who was a client of mine and she said look we're trying to do make our life a bit more exciting Um, and this friend said 
well, here's a number of Damon. Uh, mm. He ties people up. Uh, I'm sure he uh, he will come and tie you up mm-hmm. and bring a bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she contacted me. Um, said wanted to um, be tied up with her husband. Um, so I said yes. Uh, told them how much it would be, and they said yes. And <laughs> so uh, uh, I went down. Uh, went down to see them and. Yeah, I slowly uh, worked with them. First of all, tying one up, then tying the other up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I tied them up side by side. And as I tied them up side by side, I did actually leave their arms a bit loose. And they started to touch the fingers and then they started holding hands as they were both experiencing this um, being tied together. And we did several more uh, ties, tying them back to back. Um, then I decided um, there's the spiritual position of Yab Yum where the woman is sat on mm-hmm. the man's lap. So I got him to sit down cross-legged. She sat on uh, his lap. And I have done this tie a few times before and actually a few times since uh, Several people have asked uh, to be tied in this way, because it's actually quite a beautiful way to be tied up. But I then tied their hands either side of each other, tied their whole body. So mm-hmm. effectively, they were tied together, facing each other, looking into each other's eyes, mm-hmm. and they had no way of uh, escape. escape. <laughs> and I left them. I walked out of the room. Now, again, I have a very important policy on safety is the fact that I will never leave somebody or even a mm. couple who are tied. But I'm quite happy to walk out of the room and give mm. them the feeling that they're on their own. Mm. And they started to look into each other's eyes. And mm. I was just sneakily observing through the mm. crack in the door. They started to look into each other's eyes and then they started to talk, probably in a way that they'd never talked before. Mm. Uh, again because couldn't get away from each other Mm. Um, and then she turned around to her husband and said I love you Mm. Um, and he just replied I love you too and Mm. then they started to kiss Uh, and it was such a beautiful moment and I just left them there and they were kissing like two teenage lovers (laughs) who had met for the very first time Um, and then I came back in and slowly untied them while they were still kissing and they said they fell back in love with each other from mm. being forced to sit looking at each other's in the eyes um, in a way that they had never mm. done. Mm. Um, and then I worked with them a few times afterwards and I found it became a bit of a pain because <laughs> an old couple who have fallen back in love with each mm. other they act like naughty siblings <laughs> they yeah. they could be very uh, disobedient and <laughs> giggly, giggly yeah. and having fun and it was absolutely beautiful to watch but really difficult to work <laughs> with until I had to be really dominant with them and I have learnt many ties over time and uh, there is this tie that I know where you sat cross-legged and it goes around the back of your neck and it pulls mm-hmm. your head forward and I will admit 
I have been told it's used for torture in Korea and places <laughs> oh God, like that. Oh, God, it got that bad. I don't, uh, I don't put people in the point where they're actually in agony, but uh, left them there for 15 minutes and said, right, I'm not going to uh, release you and... Uh, they became until they behave (laughs) and but they were still they they absolutely loved going through this experience together uh they they still acted like giggly children Mm. Uh, but they're a lot more compliant after (laughs) (laughs) but uh it was uh i'm still in touch with them i still uh work with them occasionally although now they very much Mm have found their own space uh they've learned to tie each other up and uh but it just shows that um we're really taught that there is one way of approaching things whether it be a breakup in relationship or you know our own body trauma and yet there there isn't there are so many ways in which we can approach something and often something that has that sense of curiosity and play and lightness to it is actually the one you know rather than this serious Ver- do you yes. know what I mean? conventional yeah sit down the other therapy. side of the desk or lie down on that couch darling <laughs> it's <laughs> you know there are other ways and actually often they're the ways that provide space for something more than to come out Yes, I think you're very, very right there. Um, Doing other forms of body work as well, I have learnt that we hold so much uh, in the body Mm. uh, that actually... I'm not going to use the word cure, but the way to deal with a lot of these problems is through touch, is through the body. Um, and yes, marriage guidance. Yes. Uh, I think body Screw work that. for marriage I'm guidance. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should set myself up as yeah, a marriage guidance counsellor, yeah. tie two people together, and say, right, you're going to sort this out. Get on with it. Yeah, it's probably the best way because the amount of times someone wants to run away and not and not deal with it, it's like they're stuck. You got to got to face your shit. I think face your shit is probably the best way to describe it because you have no choice in the matter when you're tied up. When you're tied up facing the opposition, facing the person that your relationship has broken down with, Mm. uh, it's so easy... um, it's so easy to have an argument to storm off to do all of that, but when you have no option to storm off, when you uh, are just sat there, mm. and actually, to be fair, they had decided they wanted to work on it, but it it could have gone horribly but wrong. I'm just but... feeling if I was tied up with someone that I was having difficulty with, that there would actually be a softening because yes. there is nowhere to go. There's no space out. No. Then you've got to soften into the space. You're contained with that person. And, and meet very very meet much so there's yes. got to be a middle ground in that yeah. yeah and i've always found that uh eye gazing uh, mm-hmm. is actually a wonderful way to connect with people mm-hmm. um it's also a wonderful way to intimidate people i've discovered again doing the martial oh, no, arts you've been looking but, in my eyes the um, whole time it's been fabulous <laughs> uh, but yes eye gazing is a wonderful way to connect mm-hmm. um and um Yes, if you're forced <coughs> to do that. Mm. And how often do couples actually sit down and look into each other's eyes? No, Not often. The TV or yeah, they're either watching the TV or... Mm. And 
It yeah. seems that people tend not to like to look into each other's eyes, no. and so when it's when it's forced upon you, um, mm. you have. I feel you have no option but to see the beauty that you saw there. Yeah, so it's many like years. falling in love the first time. It is, and whereas our faces change and mm. we grow a few extra wrinkles and the like the eyes don't the eyes are <laughs> no. still the same uh as when you first met so yeah. the eyes the eyes never change the eyes no. are just there and still that twinkle still that twinkle and i think they saw the twinkle in each other's eyes <laughs> so uh yeah it <laughs> so is my um, you now story. have a new role <laughs> of um counseling couples yes so, there you go <laughs> um so you know you must like you have many stories or moments is that the one that has uh, is that the one that's yeah. That's been the most profound. Yeah, that's um, the word. Yeah, that's... Um, whenever anybody asks me what ropes can do, what can Shibari mm. do, that will that be the story. story. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have <clears throat> had permission from them to tell the story, uh, mm. which is why I, I do talk about it. Um, uh, so why do you love this? Why do I love this? Many reasons. Um, I used to always enjoy tying things up um, mm -hmm. when I was a, in the Scouts. I was going uh, to say, I you to, were a Scout. <laughs> I was a Scout. I did enjoy pioneering. I did enjoy uh, building great big structures with wood and rope. I always mm -hmm. do that there. I do know an awful lot of knots. As I say, although knots are not used in Shibari, mm -hmm. I do know an awful lot of knots. Um, so yeah, the opportunity to do that with beautiful people wearing not many clothes is, is wonderful. I will not lie. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Mm. I enjoy the healing aspect of it, um, uh, because I have seen, um, I have seen people really get healed from being tied, uh, being tied regularly that, they go from having real problems to by the end of doing a few sessions, uh, you can see the healing happening. Um, and I enjoy the domination side of it as well. Mm -hmm. I enjoy um, I enjoy dominating. Mm -hmm. uh, because when somebody is truly dominant, can truly, has the presence to be able to take somebody's power from them and that power is freely given it really allows the other to surrender um, from my um, learning within Tantra from the learning of uh, Shakti and Shiva um, seeing uh, that we all have both the feminine and the masculine energy within us. We all have the feminine Shakti energy mm. and the masculine Shiva energy in it. And we all use the energy as required. There is something about being the one doing the tying, being totally within the Shiva energy of the domination mm. to allow the pureness of the feminine shakti energy to really surrender to that mm. power 
Um, whether I'm tying uh, a man or a woman. I really felt um, that, that I was in a space to receive fully. Yes. 100%. And I, I was on a workshop once where we were doing a little bit, there was a little bit of, not a workshop I was running, but I was uh, participating and it was a BDSM workshop, but one of the parts was uh, rope. Uh, and so because they knew that I was, uh, I did Shibari and that uh, I did it as a practitioner, they actually asked me to help out uh, with the rope. And there was a couple on that workshop and again, he, and it was, I'd say a sort of like a very traditional, very sort of uh, strong male energy and a very, um, very feminine energy. Mm. And he wanted to be tied. Um, he wanted to feel that submission, to feel that surrender into mm. the ropes. But his partner wasn't able to supply the energy to be able to tie him in the way that, because he was so dominant, mm. so dominant in his life, so dominant in everything he did. So he asked me if I would come and tie him up and actually see in this really strong, tough man really be able to surrender into a very soft place was actually something quite wonderful mm. uh, it's when it felt like a relief it did you know, and he came up to me to be in that space it's he, exhausting yes uh and he came up to me afterwards and said that was one of the most amazing he said i have never been so relaxed i've never mm. been able to get to that place of surrender Mm. Um, so that again that was another wonderful experience to be able to give this to and then once I got him tied once I held him there mm -hmm. she could then come and hold him and mm -hmm. they again were a couple they again had that love and this strength had surrendered into peacefulness mm. and she came and surrounded him with her love um, so yeah, a very, very peaceful, very wonderful experience. Mm. It's lovely. So how, how do people find you? Well, we... Especially <laughs> couples. <laughs> couples, yes, I do like working with couples. I do like working with individuals as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can go along to my website, mm. um, uh, Tau hyphen shibari hyphen fire dot co dot uk mm -hmm. uh, you can find me on facebook uh, tower of shibari and fire um, because i also do the fire play as well uh, another thing that i enjoy working with fire energy as well um, or you can email me um, uh, damon at tau hyphen shibari hyphen fire dot co dot uk Okay, thank you. Can I just ask as well where you're based? I am actually based in the <coughs> southeast, uh, just outside London. Mm. Uh, I travel into London a lot. All my kit goes into actually quite a gigantic wheeled bag. So you go to people's homes. I go to, do to this. people's homes. I okay. don't have at the moment. I don't have a place that I uh, work from permanently. There are places that. Uh, I do use, I can hire places where if mm. somebody wants me to come to me that I can arrange that there's a place for them to go to. But most of my clients, I visit in their homes. I am very discreet. That's why I have my big black bag. Mm. Um, and I have uh, a set of uh, 
mats to lie on if you don't have something appropriate to lie on on the floor. Uh, in fact, one of my uh, one of my clients uh, said she always plans to tell her uh, neighbours if any of them ask that she's having jujitsu lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but oh, I do dear. travel uh, up and down the country as well, uh, okay. so I I have occasion to go to uh, Manchester uh, and Newcastle a lot in mm-hmm. my personal life. So again, if anybody's sort of uh, somewhere else in the country and they would like uh, mm-hmm. like an appointment, I can always sort of arrange. Uh, it when I'm at that end of the the country. And, and also, are you open to? workshops teaching us in workshop environment um yes i'm already uh starting to uh do some teaching with the tantra school that i uh mm-hmm. started with shakti tantra if someone specifically just wanted a but if somebody wanted a, a workshop on shibari mm-hmm. i'm planning on starting to do some of my own workshops next year Okay. Um, so go along to the website, follow me on Facebook, and uh, mm-hmm. when I start to do some workshops, they will be advertised there. If somebody would like to book me to come and do some shibari at their workshop uh, that they're running, if they're running a, a BDSM workshop or similar, I'd like to add shibari. Mm. I'm yeah, I'm open to all offers. Uh, so... <laughs> I wouldn't put that out there. But that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Damon. Thank you. <laughs> You have been listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Audio hosted by Michelle Roberton. For more information, please visit brightontalksex.com.